Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. All right, we are going live in three, two, one. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back guys, we're back with another episode of Hero's Journey Let's Physio go. Fitness. Let's go. You want to start out with saying, guys, we're international, baby. We're international. <laughs> Big shout out to our listener in Belgium. <laughs> Keep supporting us, man. Keep spreading it. Yeah, we don't know who you are, obviously, but <coughs> we know that there's downloads in Belgium, so we want to give you a shout out. Yeah. So we are now, um, we're already on step two, episode six. It's it's kind of crazy. It's flying by, seems like. It is. Um, in the last episode, we talked about uh, taking action, um, and we, we tried to give some practical tips, things that um, you can start to implement right away, month one, and we kind of did it for about <clears throat> for about three months. Mm-hmm. In step two, we want to talk about uh, progression and, and progress, um, and I think the, the big reason for this is we need to be able to move forward. We need to be able to get better. We need to be able to develop. And um, I think a good question maybe to start off is why? You know, why should we progress in our health, wellness, and fitness? What do you think, Annabelle? I mean, if not, you're going to just stay there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you'll definitely just stay exactly where you are. Which, and if you're working out and maybe it's better than not doing anything. Sure. Um, I do have a, a... I feel like a good example. I don't know. People might disagree, but I have a, a a study for a test example. So think about this. Let's say you studied for two hours for this test and you made a C on it. And the next test goes around, you studied for two hours and you made a C on it. And the cycle kind of continues. I think people are going to kind of see where I'm going with this. I think it would probably like behoove you to study a little bit more to make a higher grade. Like you have to increase the, like something's got to change or you're going to keep making C's. You might need to get out of that class. You might. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All jokes aside. No, you might need to figure out, okay, I'm doing some, something's not working. Could be increasing study time. Maybe you need to get a tutor. Maybe you need to do something, but whatever you're doing isn't working. And you got to progress. Something has to change and change is part of the progression. Um, and, and the same thing applies to your, your health and fitness. So if something's not changing, you're not getting the results you want, whether that's, you know, physically, physically like body fat, muscle, mm-hmm. or even like we talked about in the past in terms of like our, um, like the blood panels and some of our lab values, like yeah. if sometimes if those aren't changing, something needs to change. Something needs to probably need to progress. And there was a pretty, pretty smart guy. I think it's attributed to him, to Albert Einstein. He said, Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Exactly. He's a <laughs> he's a pretty smart guy. If it's not working, you need to guess what, guys? <laughs> what? <laughs> you need to stop and evaluate the situation. That Ooh. growth mindset that we always keep telling you. Oh my gosh. What's going on? All right, fine. Maybe you got another C. You need to evaluate the situation, be honest with yourself, and then Create your plan of action to move forward. Can't forget step zero. No. Can't forget step zero. 
so I know some of those might be uh, silly examples about studying for a test and everything, but another big reason why we should pr uh, progress, and I actually got this one from PubMed. There was a uh, research article done about like muscle mass and everything, and I'm just going to quote this directly because I don't want to butcher it. <clears throat> this article said, one of the most striking effects of age or aging is the involuntary loss of muscle mass, strength, and function. And this is termed sarcopenia. So muscle mass decreases approximately 3 to 8% per decade after the age of 30. And this rate or percentage of decline is even higher after the age of 60. Mm. So I'll, and this, they didn't say this in this, uh, uh, in this part of the article, but I would also add in after the age of 30 and definitely 60, we start to lose bone density and elasticity in our muscles and tendons. So it's not just like a strength and muscle thing, which it is, but it's also like a mobility and bone density thing that is happening as we age. And it just speeds up after the age of 30. And we want to slow it down. And we want to slow it down. And so if you're, so basically the whole reason I'm progressing is you want to get to a point. Okay. So uh, I guess a decent example would be, let's say, in your 30s, you build up to a 400-pound deadlift, okay? And then the next decade, you know, maybe you increase just a little bit more. Maybe you get to like, you know, 415 or something, and you're in your mid-40s or something like this. Yeah. Uh, so you're still trying to progress because there's going to come a point where you're not able to progress anymore. And then it's going to go on that downward decline. So we're try then at that point, we're trying to maintain. So maybe in your 50s, it drops back down to 400. And then your 60s, it kind of drops to 350. But when you're in your 60s and you're still deadlifting in 300 pounds, you're now preserving more muscle mass uh, higher than the percentage of the rate that you're losing it for a normal person. Yeah. And it's going to be harder for a 60-year-old who's never exercised to build up to a 350-pound deadlift than it is for someone to build that up and then try and maintain it the rest of their life. So that you have to progress to get to that point. And I think that's the, the the beauty about lifting. You're not going to lose your 400-pound deadlift overnight. No. It's obviously a lot more work up front, but it's a lot easier to maintain. It is. Video coming soon of Annabelle pulling a 400-pound deadlift. He's 405. 405. He's close. Um, and also in physical therapy, I see this a lot. And a lot of the injuries that I see are a result of just like the natural decline of the human body. Yeah, don't you don't you don't you see that typically they get injured doing everyday activities uh, more more times than not and again i don't work necessarily in a sports related clinic um but majority of the injuries i see are just from simple everyday things or just like not being active and they're weak give an example of like everyday things that you well, might see well i i had somebody that um hurt their back from getting up off the toilet and typically that wouldn't you know hurt somebody to like bend over to pull their pants up while they get off the toilet and they got in a lot of pain because they were weak <laughs> and it's about to die right now <laughs> but yeah. and, and there's other things like that too uh, people uh reaching into the back seat to grab uh her purse out of her car and she uh injured her shoulder wow so that's um, like air simple everyday things that we do right now, and you take for granted because maybe you're a little bit younger, so you can get away with a lot of things. Right. But to Cam's point, we're slowing. We're slowly decaying, Sally. We, we, we are. <laughs> and um, we're trying to fight that. We are trying to fight that. As best as possible. 
So that's, uh, I guess, the reason why we should progress in our exercises. And, you know, do what you want, but just this is uh, this is our two cents on things. Yeah, we're always what? We're always trying to teach you and guide you and give you the tools. Right. We're not going to tell you what to do. It's up to you at the end of the day. But we're going to give you everything that you need to do to think for yourself and progress. Yeah, how to think, not what to think. Mm-hmm. Get your mind uh, where you can be more self-reliant. Okay, we are going to talk about, and I'm sure everyone's heard this before, um, progressive overload. So that's it's big in the fitness community, this kind of term. And so, again, if we think about our four buckets of um, kind of like training or exercise, cardio, resistance, mobility, and sport, re- uh, progressive overload doesn't really apply to sport as much. You know, that's a little bit more. It takes practice, skill set. It's less about overloading. Um but this definitely applies for resistance training and cardiovascular training. You want to incorporate some type of prog- progressive overload um, into your training. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into those. Number one, and this is the easiest uh, to think about. Sometimes one of the harder things to do is for this again. This is for resistance training. We're doing that first. Is you can increase the weight. Super simple. But if you were benching 100 pounds and then you bench 105, you're progressing. You're getting stronger. <laughs> but yeah, uh, increasing the weight is yeah. one of the easiest ones. And um, actually, I, I didn't put these in any order, but I think that's the, the one that most people should start with. Is just increasing the weight on the bar, dumbbell, kettlebell, whatever. Yeah, I think eventually we should definitely... Go a little bit more in depth into that one as far as how often, when. For sure, yeah. But I I agree. Uh, That's one of the ones that, one of my favorite ones to do is just increase. Depending, obviously, when you're first starting out, you can make big jumps. It might be one day you're doing 100, like you said, 100-pound bench. And then, wow, I can add 10 pounds the next time I work out. But as you get closer and closer to your one rep mat to your potential for that moment in time you're gonna have to go down from maybe 10 to 5 to maybe two and a yeah. half so. yeah okay that's 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 a really good point um because there is some like programming involved in some of this but as Annabelle said if you're a beginner increasing the weight potentially even every workout with keeping good form can be one of the easiest ways on how to progress yeah um and it's also the easiest way to tell if you're getting stronger because you know you're you're lifting more weight <laughs> Um, sometimes that's harder to see and I want to give this example and kind of see what our viewers might think about this is let's say who is stronger in this situation okay so you have a guy let's say that he can bench press uh, 150 pounds and that guy can do 75 straight push-ups like in a row okay and then you have another guy who can bench press 250 but he can only do like 30 push-ups in a row who's stronger Hmm. Well, I think a lot of things go to my mind. What goes to your mind? Relative strength. Okay. Well, how tall is the individual? How much do you do they actually weigh? From like a pure, just looking at the bench press. You know, because they're okay. Well, if the guy's like, I don't know, one one twenty, and is doing one fifty, wow, that's pretty impressive. But if the guy's, I don't know, three hundred pounds doing two fifty, well then. They're right. not doing as much, but still strong from like a pure number standpoint. All right, let's go with uh, absolute strength, not relative strength. Okay, then, hmm, then I would say the two fifty. I would agree with you. 
it gets a little dicey because I added in the push-ups there and the, the push-ups definitely. Um, but the push-ups, seventy-five push-ups doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be stronger than that person. You might have a little bit more muscular endurance and maybe stamina, like we talked about a couple episodes ago. But not necessarily means that your the force you exert on an external resistance will be greater. Hmm. You know what comes to mind? What? Two fifty pound bench. I think of a, a big power lifter. <laughs> right. <laughs> So if we're just looking at who's stronger, it's obviously the weight on the bar. Um, yeah. And there's other ways to quantify, like you're saying, like relative, like body Versus weight. absolute. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to, to give the example of it's so easy to tell when the weight on the bar is going up if you're getting stronger and if you're progressing versus like trying to uh, add in like more endurance-based exercises and stuff like that. But anyway. Yeah, it's like I guess in a way also separating, like you were saying, sports – in theory, I know people may argue should be mostly about practicing your skills. Correct. Whereas resistance training should be the same that you're doing to get stronger to help the sport. Same thing with everything else. So yeah. if you're going to do cardio, do mm-hmm. cardio. Don't. I guess you can miss resistance training and cardio, but you know it should focus more on increasing your your strength, not your cardio. Could you do that? But you can you can mix the both, but. We could we could even do an episode on which one of the ten fitness traits uh, is the most important, or like if rank them or something. Yeah, that might be a good thing to get into, get some people thinking. Mm-hmm. So anyway, first thing on progressive overload is increase the weight. Okay, another way on how you can again do progressive overload is to increase the repetitions. So the weight might not change, but if you're doing more reps, you're overloading your the system to progress, to get stronger. So I guess a good example of this, let's jump back to a push-up example. Let's say you're doing three sets of 10 push-ups and you did that for three months straight. Same three sets of 10. You weren't progressing. You no. You doing the exact same thing. And that's the thing is you're, you can judge by your body and how, okay, if it's really easy after a week, you, you got to change something. Either add add more weight or add more reps. Right. And so sometimes, um, and, and a lot of the times, like, we like to increase the weight. That's kind of mm-hmm. one of our favorite ways. Um, but some people like to increase the repetitions, and especially if you're doing, like, calisthenic-type training, yeah. which is still resistance training. You're using your body. But you're and for you to progress, you need to increase the repetitions or increase the difficulty of the exercise by, like, how you – uh, like if you're doing push-ups, maybe you need to change to archer push-ups or something where you're uh, having to overload the muscle or the system in that way. But it's easy to do with repetitions when you're doing body weight. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, you don't have to, again, you can do any of these first. You can keep the weight the same and just in- keep increasing the repetitions. But there's going to come a point where you're going to need to then drop the repetitions back down and increase the weight. Yeah, because... You're going to have to do a lot of reps. You know, well, what a lot of people end up saying is that if, you, if you're if you doing over 20 repetitions, you probably need to increase the weight or increase the difficulty of the exercise. And there's other ways on how we can do that. You know, we're, we're going to talk more about it with our progressive overload. But I think a good cutoff would be 20 repetitions. Yeah, because you also you want to be able to get in and out. Right. I mean, a 20 repetition set can take a while, like on bench press. I know we keep using bench press as an example, but... Sometimes it's easy for people to kind of quantify. So the next way, so we increase the weight, we can increase the reps. Another way is we can increase the sets. 
So you're doing three sets, now you're doing four. Or you're doing two, now you're doing three. I would say that the sets, increasing the sets is gonna be a little bit more for an advanced beginner to intermediate. So like if you're a beginner, you don't need to be doing four sets or five sets of things. You need to be mm-hmm. sticking with two or three, work on increasing your repetitions or increasing the weight. And that can that can go for a couple years real, yeah. realistically. Like you, you can, can run that for a while. You can run that for a long time before you even need to consider increasing your repetitions. And so those first three things, weight, repetitions, and sets, is actually what they call volume. So like... If you multiply all those things together, that gives you your total volume for that exercise or for that workout. And, um, you know, some people in like more of the bodybuilding community will talk about volume and you need to increase your volume over time because that's a way you can overload your muscles to get stronger. And I wouldn't worry about that right now, but increasing sets is a way to increase the volume of the workout because you went from three to four. Mm -hmm. Um, Another way you can progressive overload is to increase the frequency of your workouts. You're benching one times per week. Now you're doing two. Exactly. So maybe you've been working on the weight and reps and even adding a set or something. Uh, Now you just do it one more time that week. You work out twice a week. Now you're working out three times a week. You're doing that exercise once a week. Now you're doing it twice a week. That's, That's pretty straightforward. And again, I would say this one's a little bit more for your advanced beginner to intermediate. Um, but yeah, any questions on that one? No, that one's that one's straightforward. But again, that would start with the first two, maybe yeah, first two that we mentioned, and then eventually as you're progressing, maybe look into adding the other ones. But right. the next thing you can do to kind of progressive overload is you can decrease the rest period between the sets that you do. So let's say you're doing a uh, hundred pounds on bench and you're doing it for three sets of ten, and it was pretty challenging. Well, one thing you can do, let's say you were resting 90 seconds in between, rest 60 seconds. And that's going to make, you might not even be able to do three sets of 10 once you do it for 60 seconds, but then your body will slowly adapt to that and you'd be able to rest 60 seconds instead of 90 and be able to get that three sets of 10 in. But that's a, that's a really challenging thing to do, uh, but it is a way to give a little bit more stimulus, a little bit more overload for the system. Oh, it is. It's, it's, it's challenging. Don't, don't, don't let it fool you, especially when you're doing heavy weight. Exactly. Uh, and then the last, uh, no, that's not the last. We got a couple more things. Yeah, we got a few more. Um, you can decrease, I think this is number six now, you can decrease the speed of the repetition. So you can slow the tempo down, which basically means you're going to increase the time under tension. So like where you do that three second negative, hold at the bottom for a second with that isometric, and then you do a three second like positive or concentric. Yeah. And that makes exercises really challenging. Yeah. It's essentially, you're going from, well, we use bench again, where you're unracking it, going up and that, up and that, at a normal speed. And now you're you're controlling that. You're doing it even a little bit slower at certain parts, kind of like what Cam was saying. I actually really like this one uh, in the rehab setting. I use this one a lot because we don't, we don't necessarily load people a, a lot, at least while they're first in therapy, because we have to take into time, uh, take into consideration like he, he, uh, tissue healing. But one way you can make like a a push up harder for somebody, like I'll put them on an incline where it's less force in their shoulder. Let's say they had surgery or something, and I say go slow on the way down three seconds, hold, and slow on the way up, and then 
that makes it a lot harder, even just doing a basic incline push-up that is like an easy exercise. Mm-hmm. But because of the things going on with their injury, it's a good way to give us some progression and load the tissue in a safe way before we like increase reps or weight and stuff like that. So I think this one's a pretty good one for maybe the rehab setting. Yeah. And, uh, but also it doesn't have to be the rehab setting. It's just um, be careful with this one because the weight is going to decrease dramatically the reps are going to decrease dramatically. Your rest period is going to increase because it's so hard. But we do know that increasing the reps and increasing the weight is the best way yeah. for the majority of the time. So that is going to hinder that. But again, pepper it into your training. Play around with it. We're just trying to give everybody the principles of progressive overload. Absolutely. Uh, and then another one is increase the range of motion. Rom. Rom. So don't, well, first of all, if you're not touching your chest on the bench press, you better, you need to start touching your chest. (laughs) Um, But this also doesn't mean you just do some crazy range of motion where, you know. I think we should use squats in a temple because I think this is going to be, it'll be easier for them to understand. Right. Okay. So like for this one, you don't have to go where your butt's touching the floor. Like, so like that does increase the range of motion and you're going to have to do way less weight and that is harder, but... I would say that would be more for like, again, someone intermediate, even probably a little bit more advanced who is again, changing up their training cycle and is, I want to do a little bit lower squat. I'm going to decrease the weight and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But there's another thing I also use in the rehab setting is I slowly will increase the range of motion, which then increases the difficulty because they, because of their, because of their injury, Mm -hmm. they're not ready or they're not uh, strong in that new range. And, you know, it's a good way to, build strength for someone rehabbing. Uh, this last one isn't necessarily like a progressive overload, but sometimes you can just change the exercise. Um, so let's go, uh, the bench example again, you could just change a uh, bench from barbell to then yeah, barbell bench to dumbbell bench. But the thing about that is if you're trying to progress and overload for a certain exercise, you want to try and milk out as much as this, of this, uh, the first couple first before you just change an exercise. Cause sometimes it does give you a little bit different stimulus, especially if you're changing from a barbell to a dumbbell, uh, with like the stability you need to have for your shoulders and stuff like that. But that is a way, um, but I would keep the same exercise and try some of these other ways to progressively overload first before you just change up the exercise yeah and some of that might be dictated by let's say you're trying to work out at home right and you only have dumbbells so and (laughs) they only go to a certain amount of weight so maybe you need to play around with oh that's a good point yeah you got to use what you have you yeah that's that that is a great example if you if you can't go any higher because let's say you're locked in during covid (laughs) and you only had a certain amount of weight these principles are a great way for you to build and definitely maintain but also build while you can't go to the gym Decrease the rest, tempo, all that kind of stuff. But there is a big note here that I want to tell everybody. When you work out resistance training, you want to stimulate your muscles and body, not annihilate. I don't know where I've heard that before, but I've heard, uh, I don't want to say that I coined this, but you want to stimulate, not annihilate. Yeah. Some people use like the burn. The burn, yeah, the burn isn't like that bad, but like when people are like throwing up after a workout, it's like, you went too hard. You're not You're not able to come back in the gym the next day or 42 hours later or 48 hours oh, later. Oh, that also makes me think of when you go too hard, too soon, too fast. Ooh, that's a good point too. And then... A lot of beginners do that. 
Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. Do you remember, do you remember when he did? Remember when he did biceps and he had the T-Rex arms? Oh my! <laughs> All right, don't do this. But there was one time, okay? I think it was what last year. I don't know. It was a couple er, years early ago. on. It was cr- early years, on. Yeah, a couple years ago. I had not worked out in a long time, and I don't know what we did that day, but we finished like this is two barbell curls. And we were just passing it back and forth, back and forth. Little ego lifting. I'll be honest. The nets. Three, four days, I could not bend my arms. <laughs> I had T-Rex arms. But guess what it did? I couldn't work out for a few days. It, it did hinder him from working it out. It did hinder me. And you don't want to do that. So you just want have that sweet spot Crap. where it's just not too easy, not too hard, challenging enough right. to want you to keep doing it. And like we always say, consistency, consistency, consistency. Yes. It's, it's going to help you. If you're still listening at this point, what is your favorite way to overload? Comment on our social media post and let us know. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Yes, definitely. Um, so that that uh, finishes up for resistance training, pr- uh, progressive overload. Now let's talk about cardio, which I think this is actually not talked about as much. Yeah. Um, usually progressive overload is more for resistance training, but you, you, you are supposed to do this for cardio as well. So let's uh, let's jump into the cardio, how to overload here. The first... Uh, and again, these aren't in any uh, particular order like the other ones, but you can increase the frequency. You're running twice a week. Now you're running three times a week. <laughs> uh, it's that simple. You just increase the amount of t- workouts, just the frequency at which you're running or biking or, or whatever your form of cardio is, swimming, elliptical. And that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, you can increase, number two, the intensity. Okay, so... How you would uh, know about the intensity, there's a couple ways. You could wear a heart rate monitor. Uh, I know that Orange Theory has where you have a heart rate monitor and it, it kind of tells like how hard you're pushing. We are not sponsored by them. We are not. That, that, was, that, was, that was free advertisement. My mom, my mom does Orange Theory. But they have a heart rate monitor and you can kind of just see how hard you're pushing yourself by looking at your uh, percentage of your heart rate max. Yep. Or you can use, so you can use a heart rate, or you can just use what we call the um, rate of perceived exertion scale. So like 10 is being the max, zero being... Isn't that similar to like the breathing scale? Like, are you able to breathe comfortably? Are you... that That's on there. Like, I, I forget exactly which number it is, but once you get past like a certain number on that scale, it's like you can no longer talk while you're exercising. Exactly. Something like that, right? But you can look up the rate of perceived exertion scale and you can kind of see, you know, how intense you were doing this run or how intense you're biking or looking at your heart rate to see how intense you're pushing yourself. And another way on how to increase intensity is if you're using a machine, like a bike or a rower or elliptical, you can literally just increase the resistance on the machine and that's going to increase the intensity of the workout. So those are different ways for cardio wise, you can increase the intensity. Another way, number three is you can increase the time at which you're doing cardio and or duration. So let's say you are not too worried about intensity. Um, like how hard you're pushing yourself and you're like, I just want to keep the same intensity, but I'd want to run, uh, 30 minutes. Now I want to run 35 minutes. And the next week I want to go from 35 minutes to 40 minutes and then mm-hmm. from 40, like you're slowly progressing that way. Or you can look at the, uh, the distance. So like I ran a mile and I'm running one, uh, 1.3 miles. Then you're building up slowly and you're kind of listening to your body and there's different programs for that, but listen to your body on the time. Yeah, and maybe, the distance. you know, Duration is just, again, overall time, distance could be similar to time, but the big difference is that you're focusing on the mileage. 
Yeah, so the distance would probably be number four, uh, like you're saying, uh, but the time would be like the number three. So like yeah, increase frequency, increase intensity, increase time, or increase distance. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can train hard or you can train long, but you really can't do both. Mm-hmm. So if you're really giving it a max effort, the distance and time are going to decrease. And so just, just know what your, your goal is for that workout and how you want to progress. But those are some easy ways on how to uh, progress cardio. We got one last thing here. How are you going to progress if you don't track? We'd mentioned this in the past. How do you know if you're even progressing? Yeah, if you don't track, how do you know? So get a notebook, use your phone They're going to know. They're going to know. <laughs> They're going to know. <laughs> and, and write it down. Write down how long that run was. Write down the intensity of that run. And the next time, it, try to increase one of them trying to make the workout a little bit harder. I went from a seven out of 10 and, uh, and, and track that track the yeah. time, track the intensity. Um, I think that'd be the best way in how you do that. M- write it down. I mean, you, you kind of have to, and there's so many free things out there. You can use your, your phone's notes. You can use the old paper and pen, or you can find an app. There's a lot of free tools. Right. So keep track. And also if anybody ever has any questions or specific topics please dm us at uh hero's journey uh, physio fitness or you can always email us we'll put the email in the show notes and like we always try to try to tell you guys remember that you are human we are not seeking perfection but daily improvement see you guys see you guys